Hello, Husky fans, and welcome to a special episode of the Yukon Pod. This is Aman Kidwai. I'm joined by Daniel Connolly and making his Yukon podcast debut, uh, Patrick Martin. Patrick covers men's soccer and men's basketball for the Yukon blog and happens to be in Charleston covering the games this weekend. Uh, Patrick, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks, guys. Happy to make my debut. All right, so uh, we are here doing this podcast because UConn played a great game Thursday night. They won 79-68 against Buffalo. They um, played a close first half but took control across the second. A lot of different guys stepped up. We had a cock-a-cock finish with 11 points. We had... Brendan Adams lead the team with 20 points. Who saw that coming? Um, ultimately, four players scoring in double figures, including double doubles from Josh Carlton and Christian Vitel, one of the best rebounders on the team. But uh, Patrick, thoughts and takeaways from from the action down in Charleston? Well, it was interesting. I got there a little early to check out Xavier, hoping that you know that would be our you know, scouting their competition and they travel Xavier fans traveled surprisingly very well. And so I was looking over to my dad who I was with and saying, I you know, usually UConn fans travel well to a game like at Madison Square Garden or whatnot. And but you're a little curious to see how it was down in Charleston. You know, that's kind of a hype for most fans. And they went above and beyond. They were fantastic. And you can tell from the start that this felt like a high school basketball game uh, with a smaller gym, the, the closed environment, and the team responded well. Like you said, it, everybody chipped in. It, you can go down the line with every single person had an impact play. And what I thought was interesting that in the beginning, you guys saw it was a cook or cook who was just taking over. It was, he was everywhere. He was blocking shots getting rebounds. He was always in position. He had that one drive from the baseline. Uh, yeah, from the baseline, that was just like, how, how did he do that as a freshman? But he's a freshman, so, so there's some inconsistencies there. And when, when he kind of faded from the game, other people stepped up, namely Brandon Adams, who showed a skill set that I don't think anyone has really seen. There's been hints from it from the players, but he – took a step back three at one point. He was driving to the lane confidently. He, he made hustle plays that looked like he's been watching Christian Vital. Um, and so everyone stepped up in the appropriate moments. And like you said, your know, first half was pretty close, and then UConn was able to extend it in the second. But what I found interesting is you, you know Buffalo's going to come back. And you know with this UConn team is they're prone to lapses. And the, the lead never – it got down to three. And you can kind of see people like shifting in their seats a little bit, like, all right, here we go. Like, this is going to be tight now. And down comes Brandon Adams and nails a clutch three to keep it at six. And it never got back down to that again. So huge credit to him, huge credit to, the, to coming in for Altry Gilbert, who sprained an ankle, who I think looks kind of cast a doubt on his availability for the rest of the weekend. And a, a huge win, great crowd. I mean, can't say enough about how fun that game was. It, it was just electric. 
Yeah, I think like you mentioned, the biggest thing is that the freshmen were at one point it felt like they were running the show out there and just the young guys in general with Brendan Adams. It's been a long time, I feel like, since we've seen this type of talent on a UConn team with the young guys and like and it was different guys throughout the night. Like you said, a cook cook early, Brendan Adams later. We got to see James Booknight for the first time and that was really exciting. He eight points, six rebounds, really solid showing in his first go. And as Hurley said after the game, he didn't even know what he was doing out there. So that's a really good sign for the team that he can be that much of an impact player, just pretty much going out and playing basketball, regardless of what the team's running or those type of things. And I think that just kind of latches on to how this team's performed pretty much all season where there's not really one go-to guy on the team. I think Christian Vital is kind of establishing himself as the leader, but in terms of production, he hasn't necessarily been the guy on every single occasion in every game. It's a really well-balanced roster with not a ton of deficiencies, but also not a ton of those like very, very high-end type players which i think kind of works because if one guy's having a down night like Altariq was having before he got hurt that just means that there's other guys that are going to be there that can step up and fill that void i thought jalen gaffney for the first time in his uconn career actually looked pretty good the first few games i was kind of questioning why he was even playing on the floor because he just looked totally lost and didn't really look like he knew what he was doing and wasn't making any sort of an impact. But he started the second half, I believe, and was running the point for the first chunk of that second half. And that was arguably UConn's best stretch of play, even though his numbers really don't um, stand out. He had three fouls, one assist, one turnover, and two points. I just thought his comfort level was at a much different place than where it was the previous game. So I think that was the first game this season where I'm legitimately excited about this team's prospects because as much as beating Florida was big and really fun and exciting, just the fact that it was the young guys last night that were doing everything for the Huskies, that was, that was just awesome to see. For sure. I think especially Adams uh, and Booknight, you know, I think in making his Husky debut, uh, a lot of pressure. You can kind of excuse any performance in that situation. Maybe he's a little skittish or whatever it may be. Looks incredibly comfortable out there. Very smooth player um, and seems to just kind of be able to fill a lot of things that UConn needs uh, down there, particularly shooting uh, and playmaking. Um Wanted to bring up just this Buffalo team a little bit. They came into the game. They're a great three-point shooting team. I mean, pretty good team in general. Patrick, how good do you think this Buffalo team is that, that UConn just beat? And what did UConn do to keep their three-point shooting in check? I mean, they were uh, they ended up finishing 5 of 24, so it's about 20% from three, which uh, obviously played a key factor in the win. Well, Dan Hurley said – in his press conference after he sees Buffalo as a 25 win team in making the NCAA tournament. And he, I don't think he's just pumping them up. They're picked second in the Mac. The Mac is always a sound basketball conference. There's always one or two teams that give people 
problems in March. And yeah, I see them doing that. They don't have a lot of size. Their tallest person is six seven, but their guards, and this was especially evident in the first half, are stocky. They are burly, and they they abused Vital and Gilbert in the beginning, especially in transition. And I see that giving a lot of teams in the MAC fits because that's not a mold that a lot of MAC teams have. So yeah, I think Buffalo could. I twenty five wins seems like a stretch a little bit, but I definitely see them getting twenty and being in the picture to make the um, the tournament through through the MAC conference tournament, and then. As far as defending the three-point line, Conley, I know you're going to like this. It reminded me a lot of watching the Celtics this year with their undersized lineups. And he has Stevens, Brad Stevens, President Brad Stevens, has, is running his players all over the court. They are chasing down. Their gang defense is so much more evident than last year. And I think UConn is doing that as well. They are flying across the court. There's no second-guessing. If a guy is open for just a split second, they are on him. So, yeah, are they still missing their switches and assignments every now and then? That happens. This is a young team. And like you said, the young players shared the court together a lot. There wasn't a lot of, like, senior lineup with just one freshman out there. Or, so that kind of meant that there was going to be mistakes, but the effort was there. They were always contesting shots, even if they were open. And you also – in, in Buffalo's coach noted this in their press conference. It's the length. Even if they're undersized, they are an entire, they're a very long team, top to bottom. So just be able to get, is, to get their hand up and in their face was enough to, to rattle Buffalo. And I, I sat there and thought after, I never saw one wide open look where you kind of say to yourself, oh, that's in they were always right there. So, so give the team credit because we all watched the St. Joe's game. They were taking practice threes. There is a huge improvement between their three-point defense against St. Joe's two games from then to Buffalo. Yeah, and to that point about team effort, watching the game, I really don't think this is still a super talented defensive team, but they make up for it by just like you said, in these last two games, just putting all their effort into it. And with their size and their length, that can be enough to cover up those deficiencies because like, they just overwhelm teams. And I think it's good to see that effort level because after the St. Joe's game, I think my prevailing thought was, well, I think Hurley just kind of needs to flesh out these Ollie players and really get his guys with his mentality coming in. But I think that St. Joe's game can end up just being more of a building point and a turning point because it's just been night and day, not just in terms of play and the wins, but it's that effort factor that wasn't there in the St. Joe's game that the team hasn't played a minute since then where they didn't have 100% effort and they weren't scrapping on every single defensive possession. So I think... The defense still concerns me a little bit, and I'm not super – I don't feel super great about the rebounding. There were times where I thought Buffalo was getting rebounds too easily when UConn wasn't boxing out great or they weren't marking up on when shots would go up. But just pure effort can get this team 
a lot of places because we've seen what can happen when they play with effort and we can see what happens when they don't play with effort. Yeah. I was going to mention the rebounding uh, too. I mean, it had been an issue across the season. And I think something that we were particularly worried about when it comes to how they're going to compete against better teams, they won the rebounding battle this time. I think they had a better performance than we've seen in the past. A big part of that was uh, Josh Carlton who finished with 10 rebounds he had kind of a slow start offensively, looked a little, um, even a little out of place at times, but really, really picked it up in the second half. Uh, Patrick, what did you see out of Carlton in the second half there that, that got him going? I, I think it was less of what I saw from him and what I saw from the rest of the team is they made a concentrated effort to get the ball to him. Uh, instead of you know, swinging it around outside, they were going inside out couple plays I remember in the, in the second half with that younger lineup is the ball's moving from, from baseline to baseline and they find Carlton with the seal down low. And Buffalo's coach pointed this out is that he anchors things down there and he's talented enough that some, sometimes you have to send that double team. So when you send that double team, that just, or when you have that player nearby to send the double team, that opens things up so much for the rest of the players. And I think they made an effort to get him the ball. And I think we've all seen enough from Carlton at this point to know that when he kind of gets the little momentum, that's when he becomes a real force. So that's what happened is he, he got a couple of good buckets. He got fed a couple of times. And then all of a sudden you start to see him grabbing more rebounds on the defensive end in better position, not necessarily block hunting all the time. And so you, that's what happens when you feed the big man a couple of times they start to get involved more. They're gonna they're gonna hit the, the running lanes more when you on a break, and that gave UConn another element in their attack because Tyler probably wasn't necessarily reigning from three. You know the offense was still kind of like by committee. So when Carlton established himself, that opened things up for everybody else. Yeah, twelve points, seven rebounds for Carlton in that second half alone. So uh, you'd love to see that. Um, if, we, if we were to, to mount some critiques of this Husky performance, um, you know, once again, they got off to a, a slow start, um, you know, started off sluggish. They had a horrible night at the free throw line, um, which, you know, that's, that's, pretty disappointing 12 to 21 57 percent from the free throw line and then they also had almost twice as many turnovers as buffalo uh 17 to 9 so those are kind of the 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 stats that jump off the page for me just in terms of thinking about areas of improvement uh if you will anything else stand out to you guys um from from watching the game yeah i think after the Florida game, we talked about how Christian Vital really played within himself and uh, had a really strong game. But I think as as much fun as he is, I think he kind of reverted back to his usual self because he has 16 points, 10 rebounds. But then with that, you get 6 of 16 shooting and 6 turnovers. So I think, I think turnovers are just going to continue to be an issue with this team there's just too many sloppy passes that they make 
going for the long ball on those transitions sometimes that get knocked away. So I think just holding onto the ball is an area of focus that really needs to be implemented a little more, especially once you start playing those good teams like the Indianas and the Villanovas, and especially in the conference play, if this team really, really wants to be a contender for the tournament and for the AAC titles. Yep, got to take care of the ball. A lot of the turnovers were just ones where you put your head down after, like, what are you doing? Like, the guy just passes the ball, and immediately it's a turnover. It wasn't because of Buffalo pressure. It was just sloppy decision-making. And in addition, what I want to see improved is, yeah, we. I think Carlton, I don't know how many blocks he had, but he had he led the team in blocks. A cook, a cook was his usual self that we're now realizing. But beyond that, the team is block hunting a little bit, and that's putting them out of position when player when the other team gets in the lane. I saw a couple times Tyler Poli, Polly, you know, skying for a block instead of being in position. That's not his game. You know, move your, move your feet, keep keep your man in front of you. I saw you know Vital doing. You know, the guards are kind of like trying to get in on the fun. Where you, know, you have shot blockers. Carlton can block shots. A cook, a cook can block shots. Let's leave it at that and then play sound defense and not all try to jump in on that. So many times you, know, you saw three players, and I have, I have seen this happen to UConn teams since I was 10 years old because we always had those big dominating post presences, Emeka Okafor, Hashim to beat. But then everyone else wants to get into it. And you look and you see two people going up for the block, trying to get, you know, pin it on the glass. And there's like a Buffalo player right there who just kind of cleans the miss, cleans up, cleans up the loose ball and lays it in. That is always been, I think like a UConn team weakness that needs to be reeled in by Hurley of saying like, you have your shot blockers, everyone else kind of play within the team defense. Yeah. So yeah, as you mentioned, Carlton finished with four blocks to lead the team. Um, yeah, I mean, I think the, those are the kind of things, especially with younger guys, you can tighten that up over time. Um, but hopefully we see that sooner rather than later, especially with this big matchup against Xavier coming up. So, Patrick, you mentioned you had a chance to see Xavier. Um, what's, your, what's your early scouting report on the Musketeers? Well, they have a trio of, of very good guards, um, Quentin Gooden, I don't know his first name, but it's Suggs, I think, is his last name. And then I'm blanking on the other guy's name. But they have three strong guards that are a little more regular size. So that could give our undersized backcourt a little bit of a little bit of a trouble. But on the other hand, if Brandon Adams is now sub replacing Altery Gilbert, that balances the scales of size a little bit. And then down low you have the Connecticut native Tyreek Jones. And I was on the record with my family saying, I think Carlton is going to win that matchup. Having seen Tyreek Jones play, now granted it was against Towson, who was had fielded a smaller lineup, he absolutely tore them apart. And so that would be the key matchup is how do we keep Tyreek Jones off the glass and or get him in foul trouble because he anchors everything defensively and he's just kind of like he's the motor of the team. But Xavier does 
they, they didn't really guard well. Uh, it was just kind of one of those, they will show you pressure, but then once you beat that initial wave of pressure, the offense opens up. They're not really in the right spots, and they can be beat with some good ball movement and dribble penetration. And between that and the crowd, it's going to be a tight game, I think. Xavier is talented, yes, but they don't have, I think, like what you guys were referencing before, they don't have that kind of game-breaking player. And I think what is exciting is our guards match up well against them. Uh, For all their strengths, I think they match ours well in the sense that we can get up in, in, in them on the defensive end and that will kind of take away their size and their shooting. So that game will be Friday night at 9 p.m. on ESPNU. Make sure to watch that. Okay, one last thing we need to talk about before before we sign off here. Patrick, there was a fun little moment in the press conference with involving uh, a fan banging on the glass. Uh, you want to tell us what happened there? Yeah, so the, the Charleston Classics press conference area is also the media room, and it's these wide glass you, – you, you can see what's going on as people are walking by in this. It's this little alleyway that is frequently used by fans and whatnot. And so Hurley's giving this press conference. We're all listening intently. And there's just this loud banging on the glass. I jumped a mile. And there's just this UConn fan just grinning ear to ear, just waving at Hurley. <laughs> and, and, and Hurley just kind of, you know, politely just like, wow. And then he starts doing the, the UConn chant but you can't hear him. So he's just miming it out essentially. And, you know, everyone got a, got a lot, got a laugh out of it, but he kept going. Like, you know, you usually, he did it once like, great, cool. And you move on. He just stayed there. And eventually like, I think Hurley kind of realizes like, all right, I need to need to just ignore this guy. Cause he like, he's like, Oh, that's great. You know, you love it. And he made that comment that what he say, he said like, Oh, like, yeah, I was warned about the fans. But it's like, <laughs> but I didn't even expect this. So he was very complimentary of, of the fans in that sense. Um, but then at, at some point, he was like, all right, got to move on, keep going. Because the guy just stayed there. He, he would have stayed there for five minutes if nobody turned around and ignored him. So it was, it was great. Nice, yeah. A video, uh, as of this morning, a video just dropped online of, of the sequence. So uh, be sure to check that out. We, we just retweeted it from, from the UConn blog. Yeah, it sounded like, I mean, it sounded like Hurley kind of uh, saw the fun in it, uh, you know, at least, and said, kind of like, everything about, everything they said about this job was true. Uh, yes. Uh, sounded like he said that, meaning meaning it in a good way about kind of the nature of the rabid fan base. Yes, absolutely. So, fun stuff. Yeah, check out that video. Uh, we'll, we'll drop it in the podcast uh, article as well, but... That's going to do it for us. Thank you all for listening, and be sure to check out the 9 p.m. game tonight against Xavier.